Hi, this is Jonah Trebowasser. Welcome back to another edition of Radio Rotary. Each week we chat with your neighbors about great things happening in your community and around the world. People applying Rotary's motto of service above self. And today my special guest is fellow Rotarian John Willis. He's Director of Research Operations at the United States Military Academy at West Point. John, good morning, and welcome to Radio Rotary. Uh, good morning, Jonah. Thank you. Now, you have, uh, you have quite the title, Director of Research Operations, Institute for Innovation and Development, U.S. Military Academy, West Point. What does all that mean? Okay, well, in the dean's office at uh, at West Point, the dean is uh, Brigadier General Tim Trainer. He has right. under him an associate dean for research, who is Colonel John Graham. And Colonel Graham's p- position is to manage and oversee the research program at West Point. And uh, it's a broad spectrum from faculty research. It includes cadet uh, internships in the summer uh, and uh, a a number of centers that have specific domain uh, of interest that they conduct research in. And it's across the 15 departments, uh, academic departments at West Point. I think we should remind our listeners that the United States Military Academy at West Point is one of our very fine service academies, but it is a four-year college. It's not just a training ground for officers. It's a four-year college with a full academic, uh, uh, very highly acclaimed academic program, and that uh, there are civilian teachers and civilian staff there. Now, for example, you yourself, do you hold the military title? I am currently retired. I was a professor of systems engineering as a uh, active duty army officer right. in, in, in the systems engineering department. I retired in 2009. Uh, I'm now a, a consultant and, uh, and hired as a contractor in this directorship uh, there at, at West Point. And when we talk about uh, research as your director of research operations, are we talking about researching super secret new weapons or researching just better ways to make better students and better officers? It, it's a it's a full spectrum. So on on the making better officers side, we have a West Point Leadership Center that's run by the Behavioral Sciences and Leadership Department uh, that, that is focused on making better leaders uh, in both military and civilian corporate uh, environments. But then we are... We do have work, some of which is uh, classified uh, work. Most of the work we do, though, is uh, is available uh, for review by the public. Uh, I, w- I would say over 90, uh, 95% of it is, is going to be open domain uh, type of work. And uh, there are 37 centers that we track at West Point uh, in every single department that West Point has, from our English department, which has a... Uh, you know, to sort of go to go from sort of the more humanities domains over into the more technical domains. You know, we have a uh, humanities and creative arts program where they are focused on. Uh, they host a sort of a Shakespearean presentation during our projects day. They have a. Um, uh, also during the projects day, they have an art showing uh, of cadet and faculty uh, faculty work. So that uh, so, and then we have things related to law and Holocaust and genocide studies and history, and then more on the technical side, we have uh, centers that are doing uh, a, a variety of different technical. Uh, topics such as uh, network science and operations research and space and missile defense, uh, and and so it really is is a is a full spectrum research program. Primarily, uh, our office focus uh, at the Institute for Innovation and Development is to support the um, the faculty researchers, but we also have a role in uh, in bringing in cadets to to join the projects that the faculty are running. 
And, you know, it's, it's one of the great strengths of West Point and all of our service academies that we don't just produce military officers with a single-minded mission, but you, we produce Renaissance men and Renaissance women. When you think of some of the graduates of West Point who have gone, become captains of industry, uh, great leaders, uh, great political leaders, um, they have a wide spectrum of knowledge and interests, as you've just pointed out, uh, because they were exposed to it as young people at West Point. You know, let's say we've got a, a parent at home who's having that second cup of coffee listening to us this morning, and they've got a high school a junior thinking about college. Uh, West Point is unique among colleges as uh, the other service academies, and not just you have to have the good grades to apply and fill out the paperwork, but you need uh, a little boost from your local congressional representative. What's that, what's that all about? Okay, so it, it, to apply to West Point and begin the admissions process, you first want to start a candidate a file that can be, uh, all that information is available on the admissions website uh, linked off of uh, the main USMA uh, dot edu website and then you know what give that to us again and folks home get a pencil and paper we'll repeat the website later in the program yeah so it should be uh, www.usma.edu or just google west point that should be the first hit Uh, and then those that start candidate files uh, they need to go through uh, it's it's almost a one-year process my son just went through it he's uh, a a just has joined the class of 2016 they just marched back from uh, from from Camp Buckner on Monday. I marched with them, as is, did my, my father. Is that what the way? We'll get into that in just a second. <laughs> Three generations. What a, what a great family tradition. But is that what they call a beast barracks? Yeah, so beast is a six-week... Uh, also called uh, Beast is is sort of the, the nickname of cadet basic training. It starts uh, on our day right before the 4th of July. Uh, they go through six weeks of uh, intensive military training uh, and uh, indoctrination just to get them ready for uh, their four-year experience at West Point. And uh, at the conclusion of those six weeks at Camp Buckner, they uh, where they in their training, they do a 12-mile march back to uh, main post of West Point. The uh, community lines the streets and cheers as they uh, come in. It's sort of a parade of sorts. And uh, they, they allow uh, staff, faculty, and alumni to participate in this march. And, uh, and my father, who is a class of 1962 graduate, uh, so he, he did this particular march 54 years ago, uh, also four years ago at the 50th anniversary of his original march, and then now he's done it with his, uh, his grandson. And so three generations of Willis family, three generations of service to the nation were put marching together uh, from Beast Barracks back to the academy. What a great sight. It, it was a very special moment for all of us, uh, for my family, and, and so I'm just real pleased that my dad could do that. You know, I've had the privilege of being at Camp Buckner and other uh, West Point camps with the Boy Scouts. Uh, I know that West Point has a very uh, strong relationship with the older Boy Scouts, uh, the Order of the Arrow, which I was the advisor for, uh, because they want to show these young men uh, the possibilities of what a military career is all about and uh, education at West Point. And we've had a couple of our older Scouts apply to and get into West Point based on that exposure they had. Uh, yes, and my son's an Eagle Scout. Uh, came up through the, uh, well, through scouting in a number of different locations before we came uh, back to West Point. Um, but uh, he, the troop there at 
uh, at West Point's a, a fantastic troop, a very high number of Eagle Scouts produced out of that. And then a, no, a number of those continue on to uh, to apply and, and get into West Point. Uh, O'Neill High School, which is where my son went, has a very high, probably the highest percentage in the nation. And it, and it makes sense uh, in that you've got a lot of the staff and faculty uh, who have kids that they encourage to, to apply. But you had asked earlier about the congressional process. So part of that admissions process is to get a, a nomination. There's a variety of types of nominations. You can either get them from your uh, congressman or senator from, uh, from your state uh, of residence, or uh, if you have a military member who is a, a father or, or mother or uh, may, and possibly grandparent, you can pursue what's called a presidential nomination. And, uh, and then there are some that are given to, uh, to prior service uh, personnel as well. My guest, John Willis, Director of Research Operations at the United States Military Academy at West Point, himself a uh, retired colonel, correct? A uh, lieutenant colonel, yes. Lieutenant colonel. Mm-hmm. And uh, the son of a West Pointer, the yes. dad of a West Pointer. Did you yourself go to 10 West Point? I went to the University of Virginia and did ROTC there, so it skipped a generation <laughs> with me, but uh, my... Well, that's not too shabby. <laughs> but I I feel like one often when uh, having spent uh, six years there as a, as a professor and, and now having... My, my son there, so uh, it's a very special place to me. Now, are you going to? Do you still teach there at all? Or just director? I do. I, I have an additional title as an adjunct professor in the Network Science Center. I I, I do some guest lecturing. Uh, I aren't. I'm not teaching any uh, full time courses at, at this time. Any chance of having your son in a, in one of your adjunct classes? Uh, it, it's it's possible. I would love to get in a classroom in, in front of him and and uh, and call on him. Well, we'll find out more about this in just a moment, but first let me remind our listeners they're in tune with Radio Rotary on the air and around the world by podcast on iTunes and at www.radiorotary.org. My name is Jonah Trebois, and my co-host Sarah O'Connell is away this week, but my very special guest is John Willis, Director of Research Operations, Institute for Innovation and Development, U.S. Military Academy, West Point. Radio Rotary is sponsored by Rotary International, Rotary District 7210, and the Rotary Clubs of Congress Valley Cottage, Highland, Hyde Park, Kinderhook Tri-Village, Middletown, Millbrook, and Newburgh. And we're back with more Radio Rotary after these important messages. Not all superheroes wear capes. Most wear jeans or sweaters or suits, just like ordinary people, because that's what they are. They are the 1.2 million members of Rotary, men and women whose superpowers are the capacity to care and the desire to make the world better. So the next time you need a superhero, don't look in the sky, look in the mirror. Learn more at rotary.org. Rotary, humanity in motion. For information about Rotary in the Hudson Valley, visit www.rotarydistrict7210.org. Juddelson, Giordano, and Siegel, CPAPC, is a full-service accounting, tax, and business consulting firm. JGS specializes in business succession planning, including ownership transition, management transition, as well as family and non-family transitions. The JGS staff works alongside you to solve the problems of your specific business or personal situation. JGS is conveniently located on Route 211 in Middletown, New York. To learn more, please contact JGS at 845 or visit them on the web at www.jgspc.com. Juddelson, Giordano, and Siegel, your essential partner in business. 
Enjoy a fantastic run or walk along the beautiful Hudson River at the Storm King Run from West Point to Cornwall on Hudson on Sunday, August 26th, rain or shine. Start near West Point's Washington Gate on New York Route 218 at 9 a.m., featuring 10K and 5K routes and even a one-mile fun run for kids. Walkers are welcome, and free shuttle bus service is available to get your 10K runners back to the starting point at West Point. Registration is just $25 for the 10K or 5K and $10 for kids for the run. Participants get a t-shirt, gift bag, food and drinks. Water stations all along the way. Hosted by the West Point and Highland Falls Rotary Clubs. For more information, contact John Willis at 845-446-5483 or Google them at Storm King Run. That's 446-5483 or Google Storm King Run. Hudson Valley Talk Radio and online at HudsonValleyTalkRadio.com. Welcome back to Radio Rotary. This is Jonah Trebowasser. My co-host Sarah O'Connell is away this week, but I have the great fortune of speaking to uh, Lieutenant Colonel Retired John Willis, Director of Operations, Research Operations, Institute for Innovation and Development, U.S. Military Academy, West Point, a fellow Rotarian, and we're talking about the great pride of the Hudson Valley, the U.S. Military Academy at West Point. John, welcome back to our second half. Thank you, John. So, we're talking a little bit about uh, research operations. Um, give us a little more information about how this assists in the mission of West Point, which is to educate and train the officers of tomorrow. Uh, Right. So uh, as a four-year undergraduate institution, many would ask, why would West Point even have a a research mission? And uh, it's primarily for uh, the outreach to support Army organizations, to get uh, cadets and our faculty tied to uh, activities outside of the academy, to uh, perform uh, outreach uh, to these other organizations uh, to collaborate and to bring in revenues that help support some of the programs that we do uh, at West Point. The, uh, I'm often asked, well, I didn't even know West Point had a research program. I thought it was just focused on teaching cadets and how long has West Point had research? And uh, the the answer is, well, it started uh, back in 1802. Thomas Jefferson, uh, as then president, um, when he founded West Point, he also founded an organization called the U.S. Military Philosophical Society, which was, in a sense, our uh, West Point's first research center. We now have uh, on the order of 37 research centers, but that first center had members such as Benjamin Franklin and Zebulon Pike and, and others who were, were doing uh, a variety of, of research tasks even back in the early 1800s. So, uh, so, research has been around for a long time, and uh, and it, it's a, a, an exciting uh, piece of what we do uh, at the academy. You know, uh, West Point uh, has a great part of our military and uh, political history here in the United States, especially here in the Hudson Valley. And folks, if you have never visited the West Point campus, you must. It is beautiful. First of all, it's right there on the Hudson. And I've been there a number of times. And the most fascinating thing, John Willis, that I've ever seen on West Point is the big cement anchorage and the big chain links of a chain that went across the Hudson uh, during Revolutionary War. Tell us about that. Yes. Yeah, so that, that chain uh, was put there to, as a defense against the British ships moving up the, the Hudson. The location of West Point is this very tricky S-curve uh, in the Hudson at one of the mo- at 
the narrowest points uh, in the river. And uh, that site was selected because the ships had to slow way down in order to navigate that tight turn. And also because you could actually string a chain from Constitution Island across to uh, to West Point. Now, uh, often in the past, we will have our, uh, we've had cadets do an analysis of whether the chain would have actually held right. uh, uh, should had a British ship come down. Uh, you know, in our mechanical or civil engineering courses, they they might do an analysis of the tensile strength of the steel and uh, and the speed of the boat and that kind of thing to establish whether it would have actually held. I don't even know the answer to that question, but it was enough of a deterrent that uh, it never really had to stop a ship. Uh, but it is a fascinating piece of the history of West Point. And for folks at home, you do have. Have, uh, West Point campus is open once you get past the usual airline-type security issues. <laughs> um, well, you know, in today's world, we have to let people know that. You right. know, you're going to be stopped. The vehicle's going to be looked at. And uh, But there are tours. Certainly, yes. Uh, West Point tours right outside the, out the gate, right outside the gate, um, provides uh, one-hour and two-hour tours uh, of West Point. And it's also an, an open post if you, you just show your... Uh, show your driver's license and pop your trunk and your and your right in. You can uh, see one of the most beautiful spots in the Hudson Valley. And there's the West Point band concerts and there's the West Point uh, football games, right? Uh, certainly, yes. There's a series of Sunday uh, band concerts uh, there at Trophy Point and one of the most beautiful spots, uh, certainly on West Point and, and in the Hudson Valley. And, uh, of course, they do the 1812 Overture concert, which I believe is in September coming up. And then the Fourth of July concert is uh, with the fireworks and uh, and and the cadet new cadet participate participation. It, it's a it's a wonderful spot, and uh, so yes, a variety of activities always ongoing. Then Eisenhower Hall Theater, uh, where we have one of the largest theaters I believe uh, on the uh, East Coast. Uh, about 5,400-seat uh, theater there. Right, and well. some top talent uh, shows up there. It's yes. a terrific venue. That's right. Uh, some great shows coming up this uh, uh, this year. Uh, a chorus line, uh, and uh, they just is one of the one of the sort of big name Broadway type shows. They just had uh, Daughtry, the uh, rock act, played there, and I was there for that show. Very good. So, uh, John Willis, Director of Research Operations, Institute for Innovative and Development, uh, U.S. Military Academy, West Point. Besides being so busy with your West Point duties, you're also a Rotarian. Yes. In I'm, fact, you are president of the West Point Club, right? That's right. Yes. President of uh, West Point Highland Falls uh, Rotary Club. And uh, yeah, we have a number of uh, different community activities that, that we support and also some national and international programs that we support as well. And when does your club meet? 7.30 at the Thayer Hotel. Uh, right there on West Point on Thursday mornings. And by the way, the Thayer Hotel is your beautiful venue to stay at, and I've attended some weddings there. Uh, it's right there on the campus, so you can do two things at once. If you ever get invited to a wedding at the Thayer, make sure you take that West Point tour sometime earlier in the day. Certainly. So, uh, what got you interested in Rotary? Yeah, I have a friend uh, who invited me to a meeting. I really didn't know that much about Rotary in the in the uh, about ten years that I had spent time in and around West Point. Uh, I had seen the Rotary signs up in town and in other towns. Uh, my father was active in Kiwanis and Lions uh, through his military career, uh, but I went to a Rotary meeting. I really 
felt that that was a group of folks that I really wanted to uh, get involved with. I was very uh, interested in the number of activities that they were uh, that they did to support the community, and uh, and was very proud to become a member. You know, the the philosophy of Rotary and the philosophy at West Point is very closely linked. We have our four-way test in Rotary. One of those four-way tests is, is it the truth? And you've got the West Point Cadet Honor Code. Tell us about that. Yeah, so the the Honor Code, one of the oldest honor codes in the the academic world, and uh, it's, of course, uh, a cadet will not lie, cheat, or steal, or tolerate those who do, and uh, just part of just the code of ethics of of every cadet, and uh, where there is basically no tolerance for those uh, that are unethical, because that type of attitude could certainly translate onto onto the the battlefield later, and and we cannot have leaders uh, of character. Uh, with with those types of flaws. Now, getting back to the uh, Rotary Club, of which you are the president, the West Point, uh, was it Highland Club? Or West, oh, Point? West Point Highland Falls. Highland Falls Club. Uh, in a few minutes we have left, do you have any... Uh Events coming up you'd like to invite the uh, public to? For the yes. Fall? Our, our big event that we have uh, coming up in the near term is our Storm King Run. Uh, it is a 10K, a 5K, and a one-mile fun run. Uh, so all three races that, uh, that our uh, folks can participate in. Walkers are welcome for uh, this race. It is on Sunday, August 26th, so in uh, coming up coming up very soon it's a challenging course over the the 10k is a challenging course over the storm king um, uh, mountain along route 218 the 10k starts at uh, near the west point washington gate or the u.s mint area is where the parking lot is uh, for the uh, and the victor constant ski slope and the mint parking lot's the same parking lot uh, and then uh, there are buses to bring the 10K runners back from the finish line, which is at the Donahue Park in Cornwall and Hudson. So we have uh, partnered with uh, with the the village of Cornwall and Hudson in this race. That uh, should be a beautiful uh, a beautiful race along the uh, along the coast of the Hudson there, and uh, and it's the website for that is if you just went to Rotary WPHF dot org. That's rotary-wphf.org. That's West Point Highland Falls. Uh, and there's a link there to the race information and the registration. Uh, it's $25 for the 5K or 10K to, to register, and that includes uh, in that registration you'll get a T-shirt, a goodie bag, food and beverages, uh, some coupons, uh, and, and, of course, a ride back from the finish line. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so, yeah, I would encourage uh, folks to to participate in that, and the uh, proceeds from the run will benefit uh, our Rotary Club scholarship fund. It benefits the uh, primarily O'Neill High School students as they uh, pursue their higher education endeavors. Well, Lieutenant Colonel John Willis, retired, Director of Research Operations Institute for Innovation and Development, U.S. Military Academy at West Point, and President of the Highland Falls West Point Rotary Club, thank you not only for your service to the nation, but three generations of your family's service to the nation, and thank you so much for joining us on Radio Rotary. Oh, thanks, John. A real pleasure for me. And we'd like to uh, thank also Rotary International, Rotary District 7210, and the Rotary Clubs of New City, New Windsor, Cornwall, North Rockland, Pleasant Valley, Red Hook, and Rhinebeck for bringing us Radio Rotary this week. For the entire Radio Rotary team, Sarah O'Connell, my co-host, who will be back uh, soon, 
Betty Renner, our producer, and Jay Verzi, our engineer. This is Jonah Trebowasser thanking you for tuning in and inviting you to join us next week at this time for another edition of Radio Rotary. Radio Rotary.